Welcome to the Business Resilience Decoded podcast, brought to you by Asfalis Advisors and the Disaster Recovery Journal. Crisis management in today's world is ever-changing, and this podcast is our commitment to help you navigate successful outcomes for any crisis you may face. I'm your host, Vanessa Matthews. I specialize in providing insights and solutions for crisis, continuity, and resilience across industries from real estate and healthcare to terrorism in the airline and transportation worlds. No matter what industry you're in, this podcast will provide you the tools to build resilience in your organization. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Resilience Decoded podcast. Today, we're going to be talking with Jeff Barber. He is the president and EVP of sales and business development for Prime Data Centers. Before we get started, I wanted to share a few resilience resources and reminders. Remember to please take our listener survey. The link can be found in our show notes. Our goal is to make sure that we continue to support you. So the more we know, the more we can learn. The Disaster Recovery Journal hosts a new webinar every Wednesday. Please be sure to check out their website, drj.com slash webinars. Also check out their website for the journal, as well as new and upcoming events for DRJ. And as Fallis News, if you want to apply to be a guest on our podcast, please go to www.asfallisadvisors.com slash decoded and submit the application to, to apply to be a guest. You can also download our five-step crisis strategy on our website as well and request me your host as a speaker for your next program. If you enjoy our podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps our listeners to find us and it also helps us to know that we're adding value. So let's dive right into our podcast. Today's episode is titled Infrastructure Considerations for Disaster Recovery. My guest today is Jeff Barber. He is the partner and EVP of sales and business development with Prime Data Centers. Jeff, how you doing? Yeah. Great, Vanessa. How are you? <laughs> doing good. Good to see you. Yeah, um, <laughs> so my spidey senses tell me that you're in California. So I guess my first question is, where are you from and how did you get into the field of disaster recovery? Um, I am in good spidey senses. I am in California. Right now I'm sitting in the middle of San Francisco, um, but I am from Sacramento, California, where I live and, uh, and work most of the time. Um, you know, how did I get into disaster recovery? Uh, I, I have, my entire career has been involved with data storage, data management, data protection. Disaster recovery is, is, is tangential to that. It's um, all about protecting the data, especially over the last 15, 20, 30 years, even where data has become so valuable, um, even, even more valuable than the infrastructure that, it's, that it sits on, right? So whenever you're in storage, you, you, you're inevitably becoming a disaster recovery expert. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate that. Um, so I'm excited to talk about infrastructure today and especially on the um, perspective from a DR standpoint. So my first question for you is what does a business need to consider as they are developing a disaster recovery plan? You can really split it into two, into two buckets, Vanessa. One, let's call it hardware and infrastructure. And the other one, let's call it, you know, more of the virtual world, the data itself. First and foremost, a company needs to understand what data do they have? And then they need to classify that data into mission critical, business critical, not critical at all. So an example would be um, an accounts payable database or accounts receivable database 
that's only 15 days old. That's prevent accounting information. That's critical. An example on the other end of the spectrum might be, you know, a marketing presentation from six years ago that's no longer relevant. So first and foremost, not all data needs to be replicated and protected. Um, not all data is worth the same to the company. So consideration number one, understand what your data is and, and where it's residing. Um, then I would say consideration number two is what are the interdependencies of that data? Is, um, is, it, is a group of reports being fed by another group of databases, in which case you need to protect both of those things in order to, to, to have a, a clean and, and, and effective DR plan. Of course, the physical world and the other bucket needs to be considered. How far away are you willing and able to replicate? Um, where, you're, where you're looking to replicate your data to in order to protect it, is it on the same power grid? Is it on a diverse grid? Um, is it far enough away where an earthquake or a flood will not affect both data centers? So it's a good rule of thumb to be at least 50 miles away from your primary data. But if you're only if you're 50 miles away on the same coastline, that might not make a lot of sense, right? You, you may want to get yourself in a different direction to protect the data, right? So I would say the, the distance from your data source and, and the, you know, to your target, where you're replicating, what type of data are you going to, to replicate? And uh, you know, don't forget about the people as well. Can the people get to that secondary site if there's an issue? Is there infrastructure like freeways and trains and airports that, that you know, your folks can get to this backup site and execute working on the data? Under each of those categories is, are some very in-depth discussions to be had by, uh, you know, by, the, by the folks in the IT group. Got it. So I heard, what data do you have? How do you classify the data? What are the interdependencies of the data? And then like my friends in real estate say, location, location, location. That's right. <laughs> and number five That's is- That's right. Got it. Okay. That yep. is helpful. And I think it's easy to remember. And if you ever get stuck, you go back to one of those yeah. five areas of, of your DR plan. Yeah, well, that'll help you build your DR plan. Right. That that, you know, once you understand the value of your data, then you're going to understand, OK, what what data do we need to protect and how are we going to ensure that we can bring it back online effectively around the data? Uh, Vanessa, there's a thousand other considerations like network, IP addresses, all the all the things that go around the data. But first and foremost, you have to protect the data. Got it. OK. And so while choosing a site that's far away, but also safe enough to be secure, how do organizations make the decision of where they should select their DR location? Like what, what should they factor into their decision-making criteria? I would say uh, diversity of communications, you know, number of carriers able to, to, to reach the data, geographic diversity. Right? Are you are you protected from a large earthquake, for example, affecting both data centers, or a large flood or, or tidal wave? Yeah, and again, infrastructure. Can your people get to that site if they need to or when they need to? Um, you know, in many disasters, roads are closed, bridges are out. Uh, are there diverse paths to that site? Those are the physical considerations. The virtual considerations are again back to the data. What type of data do you have? Is it tolerant? of a thousand mile journey 
a lot of data, or more importantly, I should say, or more accurately, I should say, many applications are not capable of handling the amount of time it takes for that data to make a round trip to be copied to another site. So it very much depends on what you're trying to protect. Awesome. That is very, very helpful. So we're going to go back to California and specifically since you're in Silicon Valley. Um, Mm -hmm. So when we talk about disaster recovery considerations in a state like California, where you have uh, major earthquake fault lines, I sometimes think that California is going to break off and become its own island. (laughs) (laughs) Some would like that. Yes. Um, you guys have a lot of natural disasters to include the wildfires, lots of different um, ways in which laws and regulations shape the businesses that are there. What are disaster recovery considerations for a state like California, a city like Silicon Valley or the Bay Area that um, might be different for a person like me who's in Charlotte where that's just not the geographical makeup that we have here. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get some pretty good storms, if I remember right. You get some. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You definitely get some storms. Prime is an example. When we looked at places, uh, locations to build data centers, one of the most important was, would it make a good disaster recovery site? Would it make a good target for primary data? So in the state of California, most of the data is generated in Silicon Valley. Uh, you know, San Francisco, Santa Clara, San Jose, and the outlying areas. San Andreas fault line is right there, as you mentioned. A very big ocean we like to call the Pacific is right there. Lots of big waves happen during earthquakes. Um, there are wildfires in the hills surrounding and the mountains surrounding Silicon Valley. Sacramento um, is, in our opinion, the, the perfect example of, of a great DR site, approximately 80 miles away. No fault lines to be considered whatsoever. Um, Completely different weather patterns. Close enough where the data can replicate without too much latency, which is an important consideration. Uh, But first and foremost, or amongst the top of the list there also, is is its infrastructure. It has a very, very stable power grid. It has great infrastructure from a roads, rails, uh, uh, airport infrastructure. People can get there easily from the Bay Area if something were to happen here. There's a checklist of probably 20 or 30 things we went through and Sacramento, all of those, um, all of those considerations. So distance, infrastructure, um, you know, the the Goldilocks zone, the right distance, I should say, not too far, not too close. Um, No fault lines to speak of, completely separate weather patterns, separated by a mountain range, but great telecommunications and great power. What might be some trends from a DR perspective that you're noticing that maybe you've seen like the tail end of 2021, you think business leaders um, should be paying attention to or that maybe your customers might be talking about? Yeah, so what, what are some trends? I think the trend will continue with uh, disaster recovery as a service. So large cloud providers um, uh, providing you with the storage and the compute infrastructure to leverage their platform for disaster recovery. Traditionally, disaster recovery has been, you know, one enterprise-owned site to another enterprise-owned site, and they control the connectivity and they control the infrastructure on both ends of that string. Um, so, so disaster recovery as a service is definitely uh, growing more popular. So watch the cloud space. It's a dramatic simplification of the DR process many times. 
Um, security is very good. Availability is very good. And resiliency is very good. So I would say consider the cloud providers for your DR needs. Consider some of the products that are out there. Um, a free plug, I guess, but one I like is called Zerto. Uh, it helps you, you know, catalog and track and replicate your data and make sure that it's it's immutable. It can't be changed. To make you can you can fail over much more easily than than the traditional um, uh, data replication strategies. So, software products and services and cloud provider, I would say, are two growing trends in the DR space. We did a podcast um, with New York University, and it was global planning with uh, technology and. One of the quotes that our guest shared was data over documents. And so a lot through this podcast, you talked about the value and the importance of your data, um, but also the importance of protecting that data. So people like us who are in the continuity or crisis field or the, or the security field, we can actually use and leverage the data that we have that's available. So yeah. Uh, Definitely appreciate the the what I would call the gems yeah, no problem. Yeah, <laughs> that you dropped yeah. with us today. So with that, do you have any one any places that our podcast uh, listeners would be able to find you, and then two any links that you can share that we can put in our show notes? Oh, um, sure. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, find me on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, Jeff Barber. And again, I'm with Prime Data Centers. There are a couple Jeff Barbers out there. Uh, also head to our website, um, you know, Prime Data Centers, that's plural, primedatacenters.com forward slash blog. Uh, you'll find several papers I've written in there over the years, sometimes too many years. Um, and, and, and we touched on, we touched on every, all, pretty much all the topics we just discussed. Absolutely. Even the cloud providers and, and some of the products. Awesome. Well, there you have it. Thank you for listening to the Business Resilience Decoded podcast brought to you by Asphalus Advisors and Disaster Recovery Journal. Make sure you check out the show notes for this episode to see all the upcoming events, programs, and ways we can support you. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast, leave us a review, and share it with a friend. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.